What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? Well, once again, another episode. It's now this time it's 2022 and it's all about losing weight and it's all about getting in shape and fitness. I, I know I've, I've been struggling for that for about 48 years now, but hey, every day in every way, getting stronger and stronger. And I had the pleasure. We work out at the same gym, but I don't think we actually ever work out together at the same times because you always do it like in a class earlier. But we'll we'll talk about that. Um, Louisa, would you like me to? Uh, I, I would prefer you to introduce yourself because yeah. looking at your list, you've got like Absolutely. so many different. You you you've you've got so many so many avenues of passive income that that I love that. So go ahead. Oh, Jeff. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, and I feel very honored that you asked me. And um, I've never done one of these, so this is the first one. But you know, it's always good. It's kind of fun. Uh, so my name is Luisa Dominguez. I'm originally from uh, Germany. I'm Italian Greek. My parents both uh, met in Germany in the '70s because the economy was just much better back then in Germany because of work. And I've moved to the United States since '98. Um, I have an online business that focuses on fitness and nutrition. Um, nutrition is really my, my passion. I really like it a lot. Uh, I could talk on and on for hours. It, I geek out about it. Um, yeah, I have to kind of change the subject because people, <laughs> my friends were like, <laughs> would probably get bored of me, me talking all the time about nutrition. But I find it really interesting. And I was raised cooking a lot around my mom. Uh, she's a, you know, she was very much influenced by her mother and uh, the Italian cuisine, the Greek cuisine. So food has been always prevalent with me, but I didn't realize until later in life that I wanted to be healthier in my eating because I wasn't raised eating healthy per se, right? Um, very much like big gatherings, uh, overeating, eating late, a lot of wrong ways of doing it or just not, no, no knowledge about it, right? Um, and the fitness aspect, I was never very fit, really. I was a chubby child. I was uh, always kind of um, laughed at at school. And um, later on, when I had my first uh, job I, and I got my first paycheck, I actually signed up for a gym in Germany. Uh, it was called Swiss Gym. Yeah, Swiss Gym. <laughs> and from that moment on already, I was very independent in that sense that I had friends going. They're like, oh, are you going? To go with me and I'm like sure but I already knew that if I wanted to go I was going because I wanted to go so I never kind of attached my success or my motivation to like going with somebody else and I see a lot of people doing that now even clients right they buddy up and if you don't go with a buddy you can't go and um, I never had that for me that was like I don't know it was just a challenge for myself and uh, I started with lots of aerobics and um, yeah it went from there that's just a small synopsis <laughs> of my background. Believe it or not, I, I know the feeling. Uh, 
although I, I grew up uh, thin and all that because my mom, she was only 20 years old. Well, she's still alive. She's 20 years older than me. She would always be like, if I gain like a pound, she'd be paranoid. Go outside, go play, go do something. But years later, going away for college and drinking and all that. And when I got married, I, I put on like 10 pounds and then 12 pounds. And before I knew it, I was like 50 pounds overweight when my ex-wife was pregnant with our, our first child. And I, I guess I didn't really start looking into like fitness, like, cause you know, it is what it is, is what you hear a lot of people, especially here in this country. Oh, you're married or, you know, it's your 30 or 40. There's always an excuse on why, you know, we're not the healthiest compared to like in Europe, everybody looks like a Gucci model in general, like tall <laughs> Italians. That's why if you go to, you go to Prada, Gucci, Louis and all, it's these sizes for stick, stick figures right. a lot of times, because that's, that's the way we were supposed to be designed. And yeah, I, I, I see that a lot that people that are either obsessed over working out like well, we we both have a passion for fitness and about extending lives and all that. But it's always like that. Nobody that that's successful. I, I think. Do you think this? The reason is because you have empathy. Like trainers that once were overweight or made fun of. When somebody comes in and like, oh, you know what? I I'm tired of being tired. Because I mean, you and I, we can relate to people like that. Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing that up because it's twofold. You know, I think everybody's journey, fitness journey, that's why I call it also for my clients. It evolves over time. It evolves in as how much you want to put into it. Then you'll see some results. And it takes years sometimes for people to apply different things. For me, um, initially, I just really like to do a lot of um, a lot of aerobics classes. And that kind of helped me lose the weight. But I've never like... Um, I never really felt confident in myself, right? Um, and now when I talk, talk, tell my story from the past, yes, I do tell my story where I talk about me being overweight, me having not being not self-confident and that kind of stuff because it helps people to see that I was there too and they don't believe me. But the second part of my story is that um, when I came to the United States, I really wasn't very active anymore. Like I, I, I got married very young right? Not to the right person with a long distance relationship. And um, all I was doing is working out at home. But I always had a, an interest towards like learning um, about nutrition, understanding what I should be doing, uh, reading the latest books and that kind of stuff. And um, really what anchored me to fitness more was when I was going through problems in my first marriage, like abuse problems and um, just I really was tired of being abused and I wanted to be confident in myself. And then really the fitness was like one of those things I was like, okay, it's time of my, in my life now that I have to do something for myself. So I signed up in Miami at Miami College and in the evening classes and I took my cert certification. It was very difficult for me to do the test because that was in the beginning of the time that I had moved. So my English was not so good. So I had to read everything double <laughs> just to understand the questions. And I, I did pass you know, uh, just barely. Um, but that's how it started for me. You know, I built confidence in myself. I, um, I applied what I learned and I saw changes already. And really what happened then is that I finally realized I didn't, 
I didn't want to be in that relationship that I was in. Not because necessarily I was changing outwardly, but I felt much more confident and I was able to stand up for myself. And uh, yeah, a couple of years later, I didn't have the courage right away. A couple of years later, I, you know, I had my suitcases packed for two months before I actually took two carloads and moved out. So, you know, and then, and then of course, right away, I wasn't <laughs> inspired to work out, but fitness is kind of what brought me back into normal life because even if you are the one that leaves, right, you still, you still have to go through a process of grieving of like changes and all that stuff. And fitness really be became that anchor for me. Um, first I started walking more then I was running. I did five K's. Um, and somebody put a seed in me about lifting. And that's how I kind of started lifting as well. And competing later on as well, in bigger competitions. Did that's that answer your question? No, that, that answers it completely. <laughs> no, no, but by all means, by, by all means, no. So, but that, that journey, you see, you weren't confident in fitness, nutrition, this journey, this journey hasn't stopped for you either. That, that journey, that's the ground zero. That's what got you confidence. That's what you got you into starting into actually believing in yourself and, you know, you're tired of just the crumbs. You're tired of just being tired, being in a relationship that didn't give you everything that you wanted. He no longer served you. Nobody wants to be abused. I mean, I, I, I grew up in, a, in an abusive relationship. My, my mom was with a, a guy for like 25 years, 30 years. Yeah. Of, and so trust me, I, I, I know. So... Uh, more, I, I tip my hat off to you and congratulations for, for finding your true purpose, trying, finding your voice and finding the, the courage and the strength to say, Hey, you know what? I deserve better. You're totally right though, that I'm still working on it. And it's been years and it's been like, um, like I said before, it's an evolution and it also was an evolution with my companies because I did have companies before, but it was always like just a dabbling. And I'm like, it's not like my family ever like was entrepreneurial or was like into having their own business or anything like that. But I always, I was always like a little bit different. I felt <laughs> even when I was raised in my family, we were a very religious family, very religious family. And, um, you know, uh, it was very judgmental and it was very important what people thought of us. Right. And so when I s broke away from that, um, there's a lot of reprogramming to do. Well, right? it's, and, it's always that because when you are in a, a church like that, that, or in a group that is always, I have to look my best. I always have to do this. I mean, heck getting, getting divorced and uh, people, people in my church thought, you know, I, I must've been like a, a serial killer and all that. It wasn't like, <laughs> okay, Hey, you know what? Relationships, Sometimes, you know, people grow apart. They don't, they don't belong. You know, it's not, I know we, nobody gets married saying, Hey, it's only for, for me, 18 years, you know, it, eight, 21 years ago when I got married, you know, I thought it was going to be a forever thing. But the, the thing is, is when we always find significance or we want to find significance, a lot of people and having people say, Hey, you're doing a great job or, so when you have people that you always have to look good towards or, you know, live a certain way, 
to try to, you know, look good for them and all that. It, it plays with your mind because, I mean, we're, we're all flawed. I mean, God made us flawed. Correct. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, Hey, it took me almost 48 years to, yes, believe it or not, 47 and a half to realize the only validation I need, the only person that I need approval from is the guy in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and, yeah, and that comes with time. Right. Um, And I kind of was thinking about your book. I haven't uh, finished reading it all. (laughs) I admit, but from the pieces and bits that I've read, um, you talk a lot about fear and how I feel like there's some similarities. And I think that's why you kind of reached out to me. Um, it, it comes with time, right? It's a process to overcome that fear. But every time you overcome that fear, as long as you look at yourself, I think, and realize I have to make something, I have to do something different and move forward and leave the past behind, you make change, right? So there's fear. I learned how to foster self-love by leaving that abusive relationship. That was change, right? There was still a lot of fear there of being lonely, of losing all the friends and family because I used to be in that in a religion and then I left. I walked away from it. And unfortunately, that religion is um, practices shunning, which means nobody, when you leave, nobody talks to you. So basically all my family and friends from like 20 years, all gone, like in an instant, boom. My parents were there for me and they're still there for me here and there, but it's very scarce. And my sister, not really. And um, the funny thing is they think that I'm not doing well, but I'm actually doing better. And my relationship even with God is better now because now I actually understand what it means to be unconditional. And I've seen God really work in my life because every time I prayed for something or I, I asked for something, it's always come to me. I've never had a lack of friends or people in my life that were that had the best interest in heart for me. I've always had the, those people and just enough, right? A, a handful. <laughs> they've always appeared and they've always been there. So, um, you know, that's how it happened with, um, uh, well, at first it was foster self-love, right? And that's how I left. And that's how I kind of tried to overcome all of that. But then there was a lot of control because there was a lot of fear. I wanted to control a lot. But then I had to realize I can't control it. The only one that can control it is God. And I can just be the vessel and and realize that I'm wonderfully made by him. And I have a purpose and I have to fulfill that purpose by surrendering. And that's how the name Surrender came about. And for a long time, I didn't know what to call my company, but I had this tattoo in my arm. It says Surrender. And it took me a couple of months to figure that out. And then one morning I was praying and it just came to me. I was like, this is a name. And I told my husband, he's like, yes, that's the name. Because I was telling him a million names. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, this is the name. And I know you're going to say yes, because it has to be. I know this is the name. And he's like, yep, that's it. <laughs> it well, kind of fits no, with my story. Yeah, there's no such thing as randomness. You know, God wanted you to name it that. And, but it's like what you, that were you the control, the aspects that you finally had to let go was because you were programmed for so long into you're in a controlling environment. You have to structure, you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. We have to look good. We have to show people this is who we are. And that's where, when you finally let go of that, because in order for change, in order to become a better person, you have to give up what you were in the past. And then also when people, uh, 
whether people like this, this or not, whenever you go to a group that they'll shun you, mm-hmm. if, if you leave or there's all these conditions that that's like, if then, or that's not, that's a cult, you know, yes. it's 100%. It, I mean, I, if, if you're my friend, you know, and we went to the same church and you left because you found a better, a, a better denom- denomination or something like that. You yeah. know, to me, it's like, I love you as my friend, you know, yeah. Hey, how are your children doing? How's everything? You know, it, it wouldn't be like, well, I, I can't talk to you for a year or five years or whatever, because to me, that's when you, you try to narrow someone's vision. And you try to control people. And yes, right. that, that would be, that's very cult-like. Yeah. Well, I imagine 20 years of that, right? And then this. And um, when I left, I um, then later on met my current husband, Daniel, through Match.com. <laughs> and um, he has been just like a blessing because he's like the reflection of, I feel like we're very similar, but we're very different. We're both Virgos. Very similar birthdays. Um, basically everybody in our family is so we're very organized <laughs> organized loyal um people um yeah and he encouraged me to kind of follow my passion over the years because that's not where i started i was working i don't know if i told you this but i used to work for 14 years and as a paralegal in an international law firm yeah i was working in an international law firm i came when i came to the united states i started working in the law field didn't really know much about the law field. So I learned from scratch and then I moved on to a bigger firm uh, where I needed my, where they needed my languages because I speak four languages. So I was able to speak German and then later on Italian. And I was the assistant to the president of that particular international group and uh, moved with, with him to his company and stayed with them for 14 years. And then finally, when I met my husband, Daniel, I, um, I was really very stressed at that job and I wasn't fulfilled. I didn't see myself there because also I felt like, you know, more the more you change, the more you realize that your environment might be not the right environment for you. And I had to remove myself from that, not because I didn't like all the people, but I just didn't feel like I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to help other people. And so I had started slow. I started with like training people in, in an executive gym after work <laughs> for a while. And then I would like do all the five keys for the companies and the, you know, the, every year and then and then at some point when i wanted to have a child then i decided to just leave and do that uh, after 14 years which was a big step but it was a, a great decision because uh now i'm just doing what i like so <laughs> here i am you're doing your purpose but out, you yes. know all those years 13 14 years which is a lot and you were successful like what others would say successful deep, but deep down in your heart, deep down in your soul and your, your mind, you, you were frustrated because yes, there, there was some aspects that you liked, but is mm-hmm. it wasn't what you were truly designed to do. It wasn't your purpose. And that's why now you, what you're doing, you don't, you don't see it as that you're doing work. You know, you see it as you're, you're doing your true calling. In life. That's correct. I could do this for hours if I don't stop myself. So I'm learning how to have boundaries too. Um, but yeah, I I love what I do. I don't. I wouldn't change a thing. I I just love changing people's lives and and helping them understand 
nutrition better and how to change. And really what I focus on with my online training is fat loss, right? And not just like weight loss and, and bringing them knowledge because I want my clients to leave me one day and be able to do it on their own. I don't want them to be necessarily dependent on me. And there's people that need that, right? They become my friends most of the time. And that's why my retention is pretty high with people. Even when I'm in the gym working with people one-on-one, my retention is always high because people feel very comfortable with me because I make them feel like family. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I listen to them and I am. I really try to teach them how to do that on their own. I don't just like tell them what to do. <laughs> I, uh, I like for them to move correctly and I like to, you know, just be there and nurture the relationship basically. And uh, so, yeah. So a lot of it though, I, I'm sure you, you deal this a lot with your clients is you have to tell them it's, it's mainly eating. It's not working out, especially the older, older you get, especially like at, at 30, me at 48. And, and you're going to laugh at like three, four, I'd say like four years ago, I was working out like two times a day at CrossFit at in the morning. And I would go run because I would run marathons, 42 kilometers, 21 kilometers for a half. And yeah. but I started gaining more and more and more weight. And it, it was, it, it all had to deal with diet. And, but I was so stubborn because, you know, you, you lift more, the heavier you get. That's just a fact. So to me, it was like, well, uh, I can outlift certain people because, but I was getting, gaining more before I knew it. I went from like a size 33, 34 waist to like a size 38. And then I would get upset when strangers, when like, you know, personal trainers, Hey, I can help you lose weight. You know, why don't you come work out with me, you know, to hire. I'm like, what are you talking about? I work out all the time. So do you, do you, do you see that a lot? Like, um, like, yeah, that's important to me that people understand that. Um, and that's why I prefer online training is because it's more like coaching. It's like a mentorship for me. And I can really control what they're doing versus if I train somebody in person, they don't always have the time to see me all the time, right? Either because time-wise or financially, they can't just pay me every day to see me, right? <laughs> and then also have a personal coach to help them with nutrition um, coaching. Right, because I'm not a dietitian, but I'm an nutrition coach. So I give them, I basically have three ways that I go about it. I either help people with like their macronutrients or I help them with like their food obsession. So we coach like weekly on Zoom calls and I kind of like, they learn how to view food differently and how to be more in tune with their bodies and their biofeedback. Or if somebody doesn't really like to do anything because it stresses them out, but they're not having a food obsession, then we do like the plate, right? The finger, the palm and all that stuff, but they still have to track it because, you know, you want to have enough good nutrition. And it's the same, like I tell people always, it's like when you have a budget, right? You have a budget, uh, you make so much money, you're not going to buy a Ferrari now with all that money you made because you're not going to have anything left over to buy groceries. <laughs> the same is with your calories. You can't just spend it all on, on like the pizza and the stuff that is high in calories because then you're not left with anything nutritious. And if you don't have anything nutritious, you have nothing to give to your body, right? 
And it's not, I, I don't like to tell people what not to eat necessarily, but I like to tell them what it's good to eat first and then everything else can come afterwards. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't like to put that into the equation, the nutrition. They like to leave that out. But that's 80% of the equation. And it's super important because I don't know what happens 24 hours. And that's why I like the coaching aspect because I have to, I'm basically talking to them all day long. They have me, they have, I'm available to them on Boxer. And so they can just, I don't see it. It's on Boxer so that I, I don't get disturbed all the time getting messages, right? It goes all in there. And then I can go there a couple of times a day and kind of check in with people and help them with different nutrition questions that they have. Like, uh, if I go out, what can I eat? Sometimes things are hidden and they don't realize it. Right? Um, sometimes, most of the times people don't eat enough for what they're doing, right? Like, for example, you were saying you were doing CrossFit and because you were doing two to three workouts, you thought you could maybe eat a certain way, <laughs> but we don't really know what was happening, right? Oh, no, no. It, it, I had to step back. I had to redo everything. I had to say, hey, l- let me see what I'm eating. And that's when I, I would food journal and all that. And then I would see myself no different than... Because I, I, I laugh whenever I, I, I listen to people and they're like, oh, I, I just went, I went spinning. I'm going to have... I'm going to drink all night or I'm going to have a dessert. And I remember... When, when I was training, running for marathons and all that, it would be like, oh, well, we did a, a, a 10 mile training run, 12 mile Saturday morning and all that. Well, in general, a person only burns like 100 calories a mile when you go running. Yeah. So that's only tops. OK, let's say you ran a full marathon. That's 26 hundred calories, but people don't understand if you go to the cheesecake factory, you go wherever you didn't earn that dessert because you, you know, those, those desserts are like 1500 calories, 2000 calories. Uh, not only that, the, the, not only the calories, the carbs, the sugar, the simple sugar and all that. And then you hear people, well, I don't see, I don't see any progress. Why am I gaining weight? And it's like, well, because you keep on seeing food as a reward. And if, you know, every time you say, well, I, I deserve a bottle of wine or I deserve cheesecake or I did because I earned it. And it's like that, 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 that's the, that's the one thing I, I see a lot of is either people feel that they, they've earned dessert or these foods or a lot of times stress eating or, you know, I'm sad, so I need to eat pizza. It will make me happy or yeah. to, to trigger or, or you know, I, yay, I did good today. So let's have pizza or, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm lonely. Well, so let's have pizza. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's a reward system. That's why I really don't have cheat meals with my clients. I, uh, I just tell them they can be every day can be, uh, they can cheat every day with something because they have enough calories to do that. Um, your body can sustain that. If, if you have a healthy metabolism, you can do that. And in moderation, 365, which is more like an intuitive eating kind of coaching that I do, uh, we talk about abundance versus scarcity, right? A lot of times, once again, everything, also like the journey in being healthier and working out, it's all very much in tune with mindfulness, being mindful <laughs> of where you're at, what you're feeling, what your body is feeling, right? A lot of people just either shut it off completely or they're super obsessed about it. So navigating that middle is exactly what I help people do um, so that they can kind of 
realize that they're actually kind of like, they can make a choice. When you can make a choice, there's a lot of power there. And it takes away that fear and the frustration of not getting what they want. And it's the same also with macro counting. If they decide to count, which is, I suggest, mainly for people that want to lose weight, um, they don't realize what's happening until they're actually doing the work. And then they're realizing, oh, okay, I can have all that. And that's all cool, um, which is empower. It's an empowering feeling. Now, it, it, it probably gives you headaches and all that when you hear people with the fad diets like oh i'm i'm intermittent fasting i'm on a 72 hour fast so no I, I, i'm okay with it um i'm okay with them doing fasting and some people might need that especially like when you have people like nurses that i don't i don't mind that as long as you can get your calories in uh i mean with the keto diet i'm a little bit more you know touchy with it i guess <laughs> but you can you know if that's what people prefer that's fine what i always say and this is why how i teach or the method that i use i call it the c method which is me stands for surrendering embracing and evolving basically you have to surrender any fad diet so i like to kind of go into all the diets and uh, or the diet them naming me what diet they have done and then kind of dissecting it and, and seeing a lot of times diets they can be good right as long as it's something that's sustainable. If it's not sustainable, if you can't eat like that forever, then probably not a good idea because then you're going to fall back into the same things, right? Are you going to never drink again or are you going to never eat carbs again? No. So why would you do it then, right? So that's the surrendering part. Then the embracing is embracing what fits for them from those methods that are science proven, that are not fads, that are basically data-driven which is super important to me. Um, yeah. And then them giving themselves enough patience to try it out and, and, and actually give themselves time and then, you know, evolve into their strong body. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes years to build muscle. It takes years. And it depends also a lot on your mind, right? That's how the evolution goes too, because if you want something, you have to visualize it. But every time I visualized something, I was able to accomplish it. If it was like accomplishing a certain look or going on stage and doing figure competitions, um, those were all things that I didn't think I would be able to do. But because I kind of thought about it and I had it in my mind, I just did it. So, Yes, I'm, I'm big into visual, visualization. Um, I always... You have to visualize, you have to expand your vision, expand your dreams, expand your minds, which separates us from even becoming bigger, better is our, just our vision. You know, we don't, we we don't see ourselves doing things. Many years ago, you never saw, you would be like, oh, I would never compete. And that's crazy. That's, that's for like, you know, genetics, that's people with that DNA and all that. But it wasn't until that little shift that you started believing, you started dreaming, you started visualizing, but then also you started to self-worth. You realized I am worthy. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of being thin. I'm worthy of whatever it is that I want. Yeah. And then on the, on the backside of that is, 
at that time, I needed to compete to feel confident, right? Because it was something that I didn't think I could do. When I was raised, I always like was very shy and you would never see me with like shorts on or anything like that. A, because of the way we were raised, <laughs> me and my sister. And B, because my, I didn't feel confident in my body. I always had like thick legs. Um, and sometimes I post that picture of me in the beach on my Instagram account, but I haven't posted in a while, but it's coming up soon. I will probably post it again. I like to talk about my life when I post that picture. Um, you know, so I lost my train of thought, what I was going to say. <laughs> you were talking about your picture of being on the beach. No, no, I know. Uh, and having the thick legs. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get it because um, around now, the same time last year, I, I did the 75 day hard challenge and all that. And I was feeling great. I, I mean, I was underweight because I, I an extremist. So instead of doing two workouts a day, I was doing like three or four eating super clean. And then I had that visualization too. I, there's a picture of me with my, my ex-wife and we were, I think I was like 28 or something like that. And I was like, gosh, size, size 40. I, I looked like I, 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 I could be in a pie eating contest and all that. So it, it's always good. No. <laughs> I remember what, what I was going to say. That I didn't ahead. think I would, be, I would be able to compete. <laughs> but then I competed and I did that. And then later on, the experience that I learned from that, because that has evolved too, is that now I don't feel like I need to compete anymore. Like people, things have changed. I don't need that validation. Um, I just want to be strong. And now I'm more into like, empowering other people and being able to maybe do more pull-ups and that kind of stuff and maybe competitions like on CrossFit, who knows, you know, I don't know what the future holds for now. I just want to be a badass. <laughs> you, are, you are a badass. That's why, that's why I found you. But I, I, I get it completely because um, I, I did do the, um, it was like 25 full marathons three Spartans, um, a hundred halves CrossFit competition and all that. And it was all because of validation, but it all started when I told my, my ex-wife, she gave birth to our, our first daughter. It was 16 years ago. And we hired a personal trainer and we're training and we're like, I'm like, Hey, you ever think I could run 13.1 miles, a, a half marathon? And he laughed and he, he looked at me and he said, never. He's like, that's too far for you. And it, usually I have, a person has, has two different things. They can either prove the trainer right or prove them wrong. So the first thing I did was, you know, I fired him because um, what, what type of trainer is, is that? You know, what type of coach? That's like me yeah. telling a client, any of my clients... Hey, you know what? You suck. You can't do it. You're, you're not good at business. You're not good at love. Just hang up. Try something different. So, and I, I proved him wrong. And then, but that was, it was always that validation. His voice, whenever I wanted to, I was, I, I would take a break, like mile 20, 21, 22. And his yeah. voice would push me ahead because I would hear it in his, in my head, you'll never do this. You'll never do this. But, and, one of my first clients was a friend who she wanted to run a half marathon because she it got hurt, injured 10 miles into it or 11 miles. And everybody told her she would never do it. So I did it for free. I was her client. client. And it, it, to me, it felt better knowing I could help somebody 
cross that finish line because I've done it so many times. And when I found out that I, I couldn't run unless I get surgery, because I have an ACL and a PCL tear, yeah. for like a split second for a little while, I was sad and I cried and all that. And it's like, what validation do I need? How many more medals? Who cares? It's just a t-shirt. You know, I've done it one time. I've done it more than I ever thought. So you're right. But when you grow as a person, you're like, okay, that's, that was that's the past, you know, been there, right. Been there, done that. Usually around this time, it's like running season, marathon season. And yeah, I, I see people posting, I see friends posting and maybe for like a second, I'm like, should I get uh, knee surgery and all that? And it's like, ah, been there, done that. I get that. I get that because I see people still on my Instagram feed that do competitions and stuff. And a lot of times, like in the past, I was like, like two years ago, I still was thinking about competing, but the industry has gotten so difficult and you have to look at yourself too, right? Where you're at in your life. And for me, for my health, it's not worth it because I, um, you know, I suffer of anxiety and all that stuff. And I've been working on my personal relaxation <laughs> and that just and then i have a family now right it adds a lot of stress it's not an excuse i work ex- I, I know that i work extremely hard that's not it it's just i'm not interested in putting myself to that stress um because now i see people that do that and they really look doing the competition like unless you're like genetically really well inclined and have a lot of muscle it's very hard for somebody that's doing natural and they're going to lose like a lot of weight and it's not going to be healthy because you're going to be losing a lot of water and you're going to look like a raisin. And I don't really want to put myself through that. <laughs> so I don't have, you know, I have compassion for those that are going through that, but I don't want to do it. And, and also you, you've, you've done it before. There, there's yeah. no, you don't need to prove anything. You've, you've, no. you've come to that point in your life. Hey, I know, I know who I am. I know what I offer. I know what I, I bring to the table. Yeah. Been there, done that. And yeah, we'll always, it, hey, it's in the past. If you want, there's, we, we have pictures or, or, you know, metal or whatever that you can always dust off. But, yeah. you know, you have the memory. You have the experience. Our, our bodies know that it's like, hey, you've done it. Let's not do oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done it four times. It's more than enough. <laughs> it, it, exactly. The, the only thing that, but the, to me, it's, I've always been obsessive. So that's why it, it became, oh, I need to do another one. I need to do another Spartan. I need to do this. I need to, I need to hit a PR and CrossFit. And yeah, it, it got to the point where I was, you know, the older you get, the more injuries you get. It's just life. And I think I had, I had a double hernia. Which I had to get surgery, painful, and that's when I'm like, yeah. After that, you know, I've I'm okay scaling down. I don't need to lift heavy. You know, it, it, to me, it's like, hey, I'm here at the gym. I'm not somebody that, hey, I just showed up. You know, as long as I push myself, I'm not going to push past the limits to get a PR because, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, most people, yes, your your husband, you, me. We know what numbers are, but if I tell somebody how much I, my PR is on a snatch or a deadlift, yeah. they, they'll look at me like, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's why when I tell you on your videos, you know, yeah, you know, once in a while, Hey, great form because you know, you have perfect form, but in general, somebody will hire you because you look great. Your material is good. Your social media presence. Great. Nobody's going to be like, 
Luis, you're, I saw that. <laughs> that. That was in a, I love the way you bench. I, I love how you go deep on, on a squat and all that. I, I love your back squat. I love your front squat. And, and oh, no, it, I'm it, still it's working always, on my front squat. I'm not big on my front squat. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm the opposite. It was always the front squat is is a lot easier for me the the back squat. Well, the squat in general is a nemesis for me like oh. that's how i well i hired like a coach just for lifting uh about four years ago and i was doing squats three times well i was doing all the functional lifts three times well actually no every day just different variations it's called uh, undulated periodization so mm-hmm. you do it every day because you just want to muscles to be used get used to it but different you know um different weights on it basically not always doing it full heavy you know (laughs) when you practice 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 because i always had that fear of having that bar on my back and like this week yesterday when i was doing the squats i i I finally am going with blue plates again because i haven't done that in a while i'm doing a lot of hypertrophy work which is not a lot of strength like that i go a lot much lighter and just focus on the form and stuff so i haven't done strength so much so going back with that, it's very mental, which I kind of like. I don't mind it right now. I like the, the mental thing because every time you go under the bar and you maybe put a little bit more weight on it, it's 5%. <laughs> and you have to psych yourself into doing it. To, to me, people always ask me, like, why, why the analogies, like why the lifting weights, being healthy? One, to me, body, mind, spirit. In order to be successful, you need to be hitting all of those. But to me, a burpee or a squat is like life because mm-hmm. well, you feel it. <laughs> you, you feel it. But when you're down, okay, a burpee, you're on the floor, mm-hmm. just like life. If we all hit rock bottom, you better pop right back up. Mm-hmm. And also in the squat, in any business relationship, there's going to be times that there feel like there's so much weight up on just on your shoulders pushing you down and the only thing you have to do is you have to find the inner strength to go straight up and get you know get right back up you know the way is uh people don't realize it in a squat when you go deep enough that's the other thing people have fear of going below parallel sometimes it's legitimate right because they're not used to it form wise but if you're in good health and you're pretty flexible you should be able most of the times it's fear and form right but normally if you go below below parallel you should have that pop that helps you come back up it's like almost a reflex and you come back up um people don't realize that but it's pretty cool how the body works <laughs> but when you're talking about uh people that don't go deep it's called the jersey shore squat and it's because i didn't know uh, that okay yes yes it's, <laughs> whenever you see people with like huge chests and huge arms and they have like toothpick legs it's because they either don't do leg work which you see a lot of that or they'll they'll go down a little on a squat and pop mm-hmm. back up which it doesn't build your your legs whatsoever yeah. i don't know so now how do you get your clients is it all through social media or do you go through your gym that that's mm-hmm. my bit i mean yeah it, i'm because i, I do you I have a, your business you, no no my bad you started your business this is the most important aspect of it mm-hmm. You started during the pandemic. This you didn't start your business like five years ago or ten years ago, where you had clients. I mean, the online is, business I started yes. in, during the pandemic because the gym closed down, 
in Tamarack, and then they didn't renew the lease. And um, I was called back, but um, I was called back, and then they closed the gym. And I could have gone to another gym, but I already felt like the people that I was seeing at the gym at the time were not the people that I wanted because, like I said before, I like the coaching aspect. And and in order to coach, you need coachable people. And a lot of times I feel like people really want to leave out a lot of the nutrition part. And that really interests me and, and kind of I enjoy doing that. And so, you know, I did a lot of thinking. Obviously, the, the pandemic was crazy. I was doing a lot of homeschooling with Sam, my daughter, Sam. And um, I just decided to like, you know what, I'm going to give this another try because I had tried it before and I wasn't as driven about it. And I didn't believe so much in myself. So this time around, I wanted to do it the right way. So I did a business plan. I, I researched it. I did that. And um, then one morning in October last year, I just formed the company because I, I knew how to do that because I worked in a law firm. <laughs> and um, and then I just started, uh, I hired a, a business coach who is, has has been in the industry, fitness industry for over, over 10, I would say like 20 years now. And she's really good at online. So I've been, I still have her right now. And she's been helping with like building my leads. So I'm doing newsletters, leads, I'm doing launches, I'm doing um, lead magnets, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And then referrals. I'm working on referrals right now. So I'm not doing any advertisement yet. I'm not there yet. So yeah. Well, the way you do it, the um, just on your social media. And just being different, being unique in your content and all that, it speaks for itself. And I, I know you'll get people just directly through that. Now, when it, it probably, what do you think about gyms that reward members with pizza parties? Because I know you're a nutri, you're very into nutrition, but then there's like places, pizza day, wine day, donut oh, day. Really? Is it, I think yeah, Planet, like, Planet Fitness does that, right? Planet, Fit, Planet Fitness does it. But the gym that we go to, I mean, it's it's like we want to empower people, but, it, you know, it's like wine, wine Wednesday or Tuesday. Oh, I kind of enjoy that, though, I have to say, because it's yeah, not that much. Yeah, but you work out hard. You work yeah, out hard. It's not that much. Yeah, some of the people, though, I, I they're numbers because I'm a numbers guy. And the reason why they, they never go all out, because to grow, you have to go past your comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to cardio, you have to be like, oh, you, you have to be like, oh, my gosh, when is this class ending? You can't be like, yeah, I struggle with that. But you know what? I actually don't like cycling. <laughs> I didn't know if I told you that I don't like cycling, but I signed up because I don't like. It. And now I kind of keep resigning because it's like a challenge for me. And I really like some of the instructors there. I find them extremely motivational. So it's well, good for me to go in there and just like beat my own butt. <laughs> You're going to laugh. Every time. <laughs> my, my thing on cycling is out, only outdoors. I used to do century rides. I did a century ride. Uh, I didn't want to get run over. So that's why I quit doing that. And I, I originally signed up for... I was only going to do it for a month because I thought my knee was tendonitis. This way I could get mm -hmm. some cardio in before and then you know when, when i get uh fully healed i'm cardio you were number one <laughs> <laughs> no i wasn't always number one though this, 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 before when i first signed up i felt like i was back in in, in church in mass being like oh my gosh oh. okay 45 minutes one minutes down two minutes my butt was hurting oh yeah 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 everybody yeah. everybody was like you know beating me 90 year olds 100 years old okay. it, it didn't matter and it's just my nature it, it 
the obsessive. It, obsessive can be bad, but it can be good too. Because yeah. towards books, towards being a better person, and all that—that that, that's how I've grown. Is I've always wanted to be a better version of myself, and whether I like that. and all that. So that's yeah. that's where that's why I I don't do the drinking all the time because that obsessiveness can do either good or bad. So that's where it, it was never my plans to be number one every month or to beat people. Oh, I don't even that. know if you were every month, but that's great. Oh, but it's not something I, what they tell me, what, what I do is I look at my numbers and did I do the best for myself? Because I, I don't compare myself to one physically a 20 year old doing that should beat me because you know i'm 48 i'm on my own journey and the thing is in life and success when people get upset it's because they look at their other people they don't know how long i've been they don't know i i have a higher tolerance for pain my vo2 threshold all those numbers are higher naturally so that's why if somebody's like oh i'm like i love your numbers or don't worry about that to me it's like if you're a better writer if you're better at the gym this week than you were last week, that's a win. Yeah. And that's exactly. that's how I look at it. So, yes, I'm not one. I never go around saying, hey, I, I was number one for the class or the month. That's yeah. they, they post that. I need material. So I throw that on on, on social media. But yeah. No, it's fine. I mean, it's I just, OK to celebrate your successes. It's OK. It's fine. <laughs> and it's also OK to eat pizza once in a while. I think. Oh, yeah. Yes. But I, it's to me. Yeah. It, it's you can't say it like. You know, like the no judgment zone and all that. The, the, I've been I've been to Planet Fitness when I, I was out of town. I, I used to date a, a girl in Cleveland, uh, long distance relationship, and that was the only place to work out. And you know, they yeah. have Tootsie Rolls, they have candy there when you sign oh, really? up. Yes, <laughs> and they have all these things. You can't drop weights. You can't grunt. You can't no no heavy lifting. Mainly right. ellipticals, stuff like that. But who? I've never been to a gym where they judge me. Anyways, that that's something Agreed. in your own head, right? Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's marketing on them. Why would I? And, and there are videos that like somebody doing a muscle up, and and Planet Fitness employees tackling the person and saying you can't do this. To me, it'd be like, hey, congratulations. That's right. something to applaud. That's a, a hard ass movement. Eleven years of CrossFit, and I can't do a muscle up. Don't tear that. Don't take that guy down apply them, give them a shirt, you know? And, and, and to me, that's the way a lot of times just in life, we, we don't want to reward the exceptional, you know, we want to say no judgment, come back. Don't work out too hard. This is the place we don't want you to get. We don't want you to get too sore. We don't want, we're not about the numbers. We all just want to hug it out and say, you showed up. So good for you. Well, it, it it is hard work, and um, that's why I think once again, like I think coaching is so important because you can help people understand that versus just seeing a person once, right? I can really kind of tap into their thoughts and their patterns, and and it just helps you to navigate that better and um, realize that you have choices wherever you go, and you don't have to follow the crowd. You just oh. have a choice to be different. The be, before I before I became a coach, the the biggest growth business wise, I had a coach. I I couldn't snowboard. I kept on failing. Mm-hmm. Um, snow, the beginner snowboard. 
did personal classes, hired a coach. Did sure. better. Did good for a guy that never grew up at, and you know, grew up in South Florida. Uh, any aspect that I wanted to get better, you hire a coach. Yeah. Business, health. It, it it's and it's not an accountability partner. Cause I remember somebody telling me that they need an accountability partner to make sure they wake up. And all that. I'm like, you're, you're, you're clearly talking to the wrong person because if you need somebody to wake you up, you know, you, you have no goals because your, your life being alive should want, want you to get up without hitting the screen. But yes, no, I, in general, I, I'm a firm believer. And if you want, if you want to be good, if you want to be, go from average to good to great to exceptional, you always have to have a coach. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like in the Olympics or anything. All all those top yeah. athletes have somebody to go because just a little game, even at that level of being elite, makes you yeah. even better. And yeah, so. But by, even despite that, I think within that already, also, I think it's good to get the confidence because it's also for me, right? I like to hire coaches, but it's also good to kind of understand it a little bit understand yourself a little bit better so it's also good for people to walk it a little bit on their own just a little bit uh i think that there's nothing wrong with that um just to see where you're at what you could be lacking what you could be better at sometimes you don't see the perspective when you are constantly coached by somebody so it's maybe good to take a little break at times but in general i think it's very positive experience for me always been i always leveled up when i had somebody in my corner not only leveling up but i mean the the possibilities are endless as long as you're honest you can't you can't lie to your coach you can't lie to your business coach you can't lie you know if you hired somebody on marketing and like oh i post every day i post every day one the results show whether that's true or not but you know literally the only person when you hire a coach and if you're lying it's like if you lie to a therapist you're only hurting yourself by not being honest and the 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 number one thing not not only business but personal in any relationship just be honest not not only with yourself but with your coach or with anybody you know hey I didn't do the work. How, how hard is it? And they go, oh, I, I've been doing great. I've been doing great. I can see the results and this and that. Then, then you're just wasting your money. You're wasting your time. You're wasting everybody's time. Because, yeah. you know, not everybody's on their A game. And it's okay to go, hey, you know what? I didn't do the work or I messed up. I half-assed it. And that's a learning curve that I had to kind of learn in the beginning of my business. I I just wanted to... I wanted to get a lot of people in my, you know, to work with me. And so my pricing was not very high in the beginning and um, people just would buy and then they would not do the work. And I was like, okay, it's not, it doesn't seem too important to them to do it because maybe they haven't invested enough. <laughs> so I had to change that over the, the, the months that went on and it's getting better and better where I kind of also feel comfortable with it because that's also a growth pattern, right? You have to feel comfortable as a coach to do that and realize, okay, I, I guess I'm going to have to, you know, ask for that <laughs> and see if I get that in return. And, and it works if you have the confidence. Well, twofold. One, it works because you know your value, you know what yeah. you offer, and you know you can get the person to the results. But also you have to, 
this is slang. You have to have the other person put skin in the game. The reason why yeah. you have to pay at, at a, a threshold that there is pain involved because if it was free or if you only charge five bucks a session or whatever, it's like, who cares? Okay. I didn't do the work. Ha ha ha. But yet if I'm, I'm sacrificing not going to somewhere because I'm using this money, that, that's skin in the game. That means you have to have ownership. That means yeah. you have to show up. And that, that, that's the, that's the, that there'll be results, but unless there's any skin in the game, unless the person's not, he, he or she has, has nothing, nothing invested. Doesn't, if there's not money invested because money is time, then, you know, cause they could have done something else with that money, but instead they're like, Hey, we're hiring you because I need this. And, you know, people will, this is life or death because what you're doing is you're extending people's lives, mm-hmm. quality, quality of life. Because right. nobody, nobody, I, I know I don't want to give myself shots of insulin or take pills, uh, uh, high blood pressure and all these pills and, and go to the doctor left and right. That That's not living. And that's not because, you know, we, we pretend or we lie to ourselves and go, oh, you have everybody has to do that because when you get older, no, it, it's the way you treat your body. Correct. Correct. So. What what's the best way to reach you? Is is it through Instagram or how to like how yeah, how do they... mm-hmm. yeah or my website surrenderfitness.com. They can surrenderfitness.com. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. what type of coaching? Online? I do uh... online nutrition and fitness coaching, which means I would program for the person based on their needs. They uh, will get the program every four weeks, sometimes tw- it's a 12 week program. Well, most people start with 12 weeks, nine, 90 days, because I think that's when you have a chance to see most of the results. And um, sometimes I'd give them workout every four weeks, sometimes I give them everything ahead of time. And a lot of times they have videos for that. And um, we check in every week, depending on what kind of nutrition style they're doing, we're checking in like zoom or just via email and um i've been implementing more short calls per week because a lot of people need that accountability but like i said i also have available over zoom i mean over boxer which is like a walkie-talkie yes Um, mm -hmm. yeah and we talk there they can send me form videos and i can you know look at that and tell them if they're doing it right um I can send them videos. I can send them pictures. They we can communicate and talk, which is kind of good. So, yeah, or on my Instagram, I have the link there too to my link tree, and then there from there they can just go into there's an application there they can fill out. Well, the, what I like is what you said. It's eight to twelve weeks because a lot of people feel that they just gained this twenty pounds overnight or thirty pounds, forty pounds. They don't understand it's a process. They don't understand. Like what I write in the book, there is no microwave to success. Anything mm-hmm. work, it requires work. It requires time. It requires giving something up in order to become better. There is no, I'll lose this in a week. Uh, I'll, I'll lose 20 pounds in two weeks. It's, it's not going to happen. So suck it up, accept it, start doing your work, earn it, own it. And say, hey, 
and forgive yourself. I, whatever I did in the past, I ate bad. I did whatever. <laughs> I'm tired of that life. I want this life. I deserve I love it. the process. Yes, it's a, it's a process. But, you know, it, it all starts from here that we're, you know, we're, hey, we're all God's uh, children. God wants us all to thrive. If we were made in his image, he wants us all to thrive, to succeed. He doesn't want us in pain. Doesn't want us struggling. And that's that's that. And you know what? I have to say, you you said you're honored. I was honored. Oh, I appreciate that. Completely. And, you know, usually I ask people, what does it mean for, for what did it, you know, what if it did work? But for me, your whole story from talking to me about, you know, your childhood, overcoming that, overcoming a religion that said goodbye because you left. We don't, you know, you're, you're no longer welcome to being in a, an abusive re- relationship. You kept on asking yourself, what if it did work? What if it did work? What if the paralegal, what if it did work starting my own business? What if it did work? And you kept on asking and you kept on moving. So definitely. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for your time because yes, my listeners get a lot out of it, but I get a lot out of it too. So I appreciate, I really appreciate that very much. And I'm wishing you the best of luck going forward as well. Oh, for for sure. For sure. And I I, will, we'll take a class together at at our spinning. Oh yeah. It's just weird. It's always on, on a different time and all that. Usually you, you work out in the mornings when I'm doing uh, CrossFit and then I show up. Honestly, I just try to do it whenever I can. Like this week, I'm not going to be able to do it at all. It seems I have to do it sometime next week before Christmas. So I have to see, because I like specific teachers too. (laughs) So I'm like, Oh, I'm the same way. It, because I, yeah. believe it or not, I, it's about the way they motivate, the way they mm-hmm. talk. And, and here, this is some, a, a secret that nobody knows. I, I actually went to a competitor to say, not a competitor, same cycle bar, different location. Hey, here are all my qualifications and all that. I just oh, want to wow. help people by coach, by you know, being just like Manny, talking like that, inspiring people to go. But, and I'm like, look at all my qualifications. I was a 20 year business owner. I can grow your business. I can, I know how to market and all that. And their answer to me was, well, you don't know how to do the sexy corners and you don't know how to do that. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I'm like, are you serious? So they, they told me after I told them I can do all this, my qualifications, I wrote a book. I just want to help people. They said, well, you can't sway. You can't do the the sexy corners, so we would we wouldn't we don't think Cycle Bar would want to have you. So what, what you can do is for three months learn how to do the sways and and call us back. And I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm like, I never realized that there was sways. I don't have time be, for that. That's because you're there. on your own journey, <laughs> and you're taking the coaches that don't do them. <laughs> all righty but but definitely I, i'll follow you like i i follow you i watch all your stuff yeah. I, I compliment you those are real compliments because i don't give false i'll, I'll blow oh, smoke up people yeah side. i'm so, i'm pretty much truthful too yeah i don't believe so, it. yes keep I'm on doing the keep on doing the work you as and well i know i know your big things in store and all that thank you for the time and all that the pleasure's all mine Thank you. Alrighty, ciao. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon, okay? For sure. Bye bye. Happy holidays. Bye. 
I never told no one that My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up So I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like Who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind When I start thinking bold Like why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they're your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think The thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What is it D word? What if you took action And made it happen And started living Inside of your purpose What is it D word? Right now you can make the choice To never listen to that negative voice No more The hardest prison to us is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.